Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your host, Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. One, go. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Joe Rogan Experience Review. Joined as always, my sidekick in crime, Todd. How are you today? Hey, buddy. I'm doing great. Fucking technical difficulties, Todd. That's your new name. <sighs> People need to stop messing with the buttons over here. I'm going <laughs> to blame it on someone else. Hey, it's a lot of pressure when you run in the studio, bro. Son of a All gun. right, this week we got some cool guests. We got Zach Bryan, who I've been waiting to to for Joe to have on for some time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that was great. Love that guy's music. Um, Patrick Bet David, interesting dude, mm-hmm. huge podcast, pretty influential dude. And then if we have time, we'll finish up with good old Brian Callen. Nice to see him back. Yeah. Um, yeah, nice. Good chats this week. Good chats this week, buddy. What'd you think? Yeah, Patrick? there were. There were some fun ones, you know? The Patrick Bet David one was getting a little heavy and and uh my god, I think that was the most gifts anyone's ever brought Rogan. <laughs> it was like thirty minutes of <laughs> gift giving. Like, what is this? Christmas? Well I, but yeah. it's nice though. It's he really nice. wants to get Trump on. Really mm-hmm. just would not stop. Yeah, Love we'll get that. to that in a minute. Okay, let's start up with uh, Zach Bryan. Are you familiar with his music oh, yeah. at all? Wonderful musician. So good, right? Yeah, my brother, my brother-in-law showed me him. He's way into it. Yeah. Dude, that one video where he's just like by a campfire singing, and then at the end he gets pretty choked up. That's amazing. You know, I didn't realize how young he was. What is he, 28, 27 years old? He's a oh, young yeah, guy, I man. I meant to look that up. Super he is young. young. I mean definitely doesn't act his age at all right well Uh, not definitely not in his lyrics no you know what i mean no he's got some great songwriting absolutely fucking awesome songwriting really yeah it says he's 27 27 27 years old buddy he's what would you call that new country it's like it's like this new country that's actually sounds like old country do they have a term for that now you know what i'm saying it sounds like i don't know enough about but it sounds right. more like, you know, the songs of the 70s, like kind of like outlaw country. It doesn't sound like 90s country where it's poppy, right? Like it's yeah, actually it's definitely songwriting. Not poppy. It's like good songwriting again. It's not just like I went and got a fucking truck and down by the fence and went to see my, <laughs> my grandma. Dusty boots. <laughs> it's it's more it's way more soulful. Like you said, it yeah. it, it kind of just reminds you of being by the campfire with your homies that, you know, someone's a really good musician and they get to the campfire and everyone's just kind of mesmerized by the song. For sure. I, th- I think there's just a lot of pressure because, like, the, the country charts are different than the regular charts, right? They mm-hmm. have, like, their own charts. So for them to jump into a bigger version of mainstream, it kind of makes sense that they would have a poppy version. 
Yeah. Right? But I they want to do Even that. if you think of Eminem, Eminem has some like dark songs, but he always does that are like true to like his style of rap and all the rest of it. But he always comes out with like one or two on his album that is like that, you know, Jigga Jigga Slim Shady. <laughs> you know, it's just like silly. And but he knows I've got to have like two big pop ones on there that everyone totally. will just listen to. And then I get away with 10 songs that are just, you know, him talking about his pill addiction or how much he hates his ex-wife. Or, yeah, uh, what was it? The Stan one in the rain where he gets in the car crash. That was a freaking good one. I can't think how it oh, goes. That's a, that's a great but, track. Yeah, yeah, come on. Great track. But he's smart like that. You know, he knows. Like, you got to have the pop one on there. But I guess with these guys, Zach, it doesn't sound like that's his style. He doesn't want to pop one on there. Mm -mm. You're either into his songs or not. And I think he's cool with it, but he's blowing up, dude. I mean, he is big. I feel like Sturgill Simpson kind of started this. And I, I don't know enough about the country music scene, but I loved Sturgill Simpson. And they talked about him. And yep. he, I remember when he came out and no one really knew who he was. And then he got really famous. And then you kind of start seeing the Zach Bryans and the Tyler Chil Childers, right? Uh-huh. Um, there's a couple others that I really like, but they all they all sound similar in a good way. It's not... The 90s bullshit country, even though I love that stuff because it reminds me of my mother. It's so, it's so played out. Like, it, it's just so typical of the 90s where everything kind of sounds the same. Yeah. And now but, but I think that I think that happens with music anyway. It's like, let's say everyone now really starts to get into this style of country. Yeah. Then the new change will be kind of rolling it back to pop until we're all sick of it mm. again. It just kind of does that. It just right. goes round and round. Like each generation is looking for something that's new for them, even though we heard it, you know, in the nineties or whatever. Yeah. It's... What's the what's the one I took my horse to the hotel? The frick Take <laughs> <laughs> it, break it hot. No, no, no. The new the newer guy who they said wasn't country because he was the, he's like the the gay black dude who has uh what the hell's his name? It's like Nas X, little Nas X. Oh yeah, that's right. He he got or just super Nos famous. X or... Little little Nas X. He was he was an unlikely country star. Oh, I would dude. say. I still feel like he was just faking it, just to get in there, which was a great idea. That's just a theory. Yeah, kind of nailed it. I'm sure there were plenty of country fans that did not care for that guy. Oh yeah. Well, and then uh, what's his name? Uh, Miley Cyrus's dad came out and and did and was on the track with him, and that's how he got in, right? Because he had the legend. That is, I think so, yeah. what's Miley Cyrus' Billy, Billy, Billy Ray, Ray Cyrus. Billy Ray. Billy Ray. Billy Ray had freaking Lil Nas X's back, dude, on that one. Yeah, he was like, no, this is country. There. This is country. I'm I wonder singing. if that song was bigger than Achy Breaky Heart. I bet I, it was. Probably, dude. You heard it everywhere for like a year, and now you haven't. You don't hear it anymore. Yeah. I mean, you heard Achy Breaky forever, though. That was like oh, a yeah. great one hit wonder for him. I don't know if he had other big songs. But wasn't that so I think the 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 story behind that was he was he was getting similar um like he was getting similar um smackdown from the country music industry when he came out with Achy Breaky Heart because it was so much different than the country that was going on at the time. Huh. One of his songs, maybe it wasn't Achy Breaky, but he had a similar thing happen to him where he was getting a little too poppy and they, you know, these old, you know, white dudes, country dudes are like, no, this isn't country music, boy. Yeah. But so, whatever. What'd you, have, what'd you have for notes, buddy? I've got a lot of notes with Mr. Zach Bryan. 
This uh Well, it was his Navy background was interesting. So what is he? Third generation Navy, figured he'd be in there doing that his whole life until he retired. Um and kind of it seems like accidentally became a musician, like liked it, but this wasn't really necessarily the plan or he could you know didn't really see himself as one and it just happened to be that some of his songs kind of went viral and were that good Mm. that it just kind of it wouldn't have made sense i mean he's so famous now and popular because of his songs staying in the navy would have been like weird probably you know even if he wanted to i don't think he had a choice that was that was it as he said his commander or whoever was in charge of him staying in the navy or not right they told him he had to leave because it was a conflict of interest at that point because he was so famous from the youtube videos that he was putting out right that's nuts it was this it was a similar story he said the only other artist who that happened to was elvis like well, elvis, elvis didn't get was drafted. already way famous before he got drafted right but that was the reason why he didn't have to go to war, right? Because he was already famous. And it, it's strange that Zach Bryan gets a free ticket out of the military, or sorry, the Navy, and he wasn't even really famous yet. He just had one or two songs that went completely viral. I mean, I guess he was famous in the, on the internet. Yeah. Enough for it to get him out of the Navy, which is nuts. It was cool that his yeah. dad was into it. His dad was all about it, even though, you know... Him, his, what was it? His dad, his grandfather, and his mother were all like generals or something. Well, they were all in the military. I don't know if his mom was. Did he say his he mom? Said was? his mom was too. Sure. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's not super uncommon, you know. Generations of, you know, and it's a good job. Um, it sets you up for life if you stick with it. I mean, you know, and now he's really basically talked a lot about trying to find a new balance. You know, I guess he's didn't, you know, he was drinking a bit when, of course, because you become a rock star, you know, you're going to be doing that. He wasn't exercising enough. And, uh, you know, he's been touring a couple of years and he's having to really slow down and be like, shit, how do I take care of myself and do this? Yeah, he's growing up at 27. Good for him. Yeah. You kind of have to at that point. I mean, but then they talk about, I mean, how long has Mick Jagger been sober? I don't know how long, but he's bringing in his workout equipment, right? He had three trucks of workout equipment. This is an advertisement from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Ever dreamt of having an extra hour in your day? What if that hour was all about being and doing something you love? Going to the cafe, petting a strange dog, reading a book, or just being there for a loved one? We all wish we had more time, but the real question is, time for what? Imagine if time was unlimited. How would you spend it? Figuring that out just might be the key to unlocking a more fulfilled life. And you know what can help? Therapy. It's like your personal guide to discovering what truly matters to you so you can make you a priority. Whether you've personally experienced the transformative power of therapy or not, one thing's for sure. Therapy isn't just for those who've been through major trauma. It's a game changer for learning positive coping skills, setting boundaries, and becoming the best version of yourself. Therapy can be your secret weapon to navigate the complexities of life. Thinking about giving therapy a shot? BetterHelp is here for you. The best part? It's all online. 
designed to be incredibly convenient, flexible, and can be tailored to your schedule. No need to rearrange your life to fit in therapy sessions. BetterHelp adapts to you. Getting started is a breeze, my friends. Just fill out a quick questionnaire, and you'll be matched with a registered therapist. Plus, if you ever feel like switching therapists, no sweat. It's free to switch till you find the right one for you. So... BetterHelp opens the door to mental health professionals with a wide range of expertise. And because you're part of the JRER community, you get an exclusive 10% off your first month. Just head to BetterHelp.com JRER. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com JRER. Start your journey today for a better you. This podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Casino. Step into a world of non-stop action on DraftKings Casino. Play the classics like blackjack, roulette, and slots. Plus, enjoy exclusive games you can't find anywhere else. Right now, new customers can get a deposit match up to $100 in casino credits when you deposit $5 or more. All you have to do is sign up, select the offer, make your deposit, and start playing from a full suite of games. It's awesome. Do it. Download the DraftKings Casino app now. Sign up with promo code JRER and new customers get a deposit match up to $100 in casino credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Casino with promo code JRER. On oh yeah, tour. two workouts a day. <laughs> yeah, mean, buddy. To, Maybe. To, it's badass. I mean, but to keep Fuck, keep yeah. going at that age and rock out as hard as he does, you you probably don't have a choice. And he's the same age as Biden. It's crazy, right? What do you yeah, think about? I trust him to ride a bike for sure. <laughs> uh, Joe Joe DiMaggio syndrome, which I'd never heard of. I liked that. How Joe DiMaggio? Someone came up to him and said, "You're Joe DiMaggio." Or DiMaggio. Joe DiMaggio, you, you know, you're already so famous. Why try so hard, right? You're Joe DiMaggio. Why do you got to try so hard? Well, it's for this. It's for the one kid in the crowd or anyone in the crowd who's never seen me play baseball before. Right. That was badass. And then Zach Bryan yeah, that, had a that's similar a beautiful message for any entertainer. His dad sure. told him that. So his dad, so Zach Bryan's dad said, told him about Joe DiMaggio syndrome, which I had never heard of. And the, and he takes that with him to every concert he plays, right? He just he gets on stage. He's freaking stoked. He plays his fucking heart out, even though he doesn't have to. But that's a, that's a true performer right there, right? Yeah. Look at you performing right now, Adam. You're, you're a great performer on the mic, baby. Come on. No, I'm just talking. Bring it. Bring it. I don't have to perform <laughs> shit, dude. I just have to not be depressed or distracted <laughs> when I'm doing a pod. That's the, my only obligation. Oh, you got to keep that smile on, though. People can hear it in your voice. But it was oh, yeah. it's good to you hear. You don't want to be in a grumpy mood, but but you know our requirements are so much lower than what he has to oh, do. Like dude. when he gets out there, he's got to make it seem like it's the performance of his life for those people. Yeah, and it's amazing how many band members do this. Think right? of like how much I've pressure. So much pressure. My old my old roommate used to really like Coldplay, mm-hmm. and I and mm-hmm. I liked them. You know, English band. But early on, we'd go to those concerts. And I was always amazed of like how much they put in. Like you would watch it, and it really did feel like this was the biggest performance of their life. And it's just another one of their performances on the tour. 
you know it's like oh we're in cleveland i saw him in cleveland and then i saw him in la like maybe the la one you could be like oh yeah this is obviously a big show it's la mm. but even the cleveland one they put everything into it just as good and incredible dude incredible. which is good but to people see. pay a lot of money for that like it's a it's a respect thing i think i've been to a couple shows where there was what was it it was the it was the acdc so it was the it was a all woman cover band of ACDC, and I was all excited. We were in San Francisco with my brother. We had a smaller club, you know, uh-huh. and all of a sudden, she is like pounding booze on stage, and by the end of it, she couldn't even stand up. Oh, geez. my dad! My dad was with me. He's all pissed off. He's like, "What? What did we pay for? This is bullshit." You know, but you have some performers like that. You know, yeah, that's shocking. I mean, Jim well, Morrison. they're not going to get far. It's already a cover band, though, so they ain't going nowhere. <laughs> but think about Morrison. It. You know, Morrison. How many times was he crawling all over the stage and spinning around? But that was almost part of the performance. It's like you wanted to see that. Oh, that's true. Like People you want to probably see. did want to see that. I want to see Jim hammered on stage, just being a buffoon. Yeah. Did you ever hear the story of Nirvana performing and the bassist like threw his bass up real high in the air? Mm-mm. And it landed on his head and knocked him out. No way. In, in the middle of the concert. And 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 supposedly Kurt Cobain was so pissed off, they were like dragging him off the <laughs> bass. They were dragging the bassist off the stage and Kirk's like kicking him. No way. He's like, you son of a bitch. They must have had a backup bass guy, but huh. I always thought that I was need a good to, story. Yeah, I need to find that one. I wonder if it's, mm-hmm. it's got to be. I'm sure it's on film somewhere. Yeah, it'd be cool if they have video of it. You know, I liked what I liked about Zach a lot is he was always reflecting on things that like men's men stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he's in the Navy anyway. So when you're with military people, like you think about that, what it is to be strong and be seen as like a masculine man. Then he talked a lot about even those guys that built the um, uh, Empire State Building, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think everyone can agree. You see those pictures, oh. you're like, I am not that t- tough. So like whatever that is, I am no way. Yeah, like, those pictures are insane. Unreal. Those pictures are so cool. They're eating their little, you know, like brown bag lunches up on, you know, 300 feet in the air. Yeah, I thought it often gets really fucking windy up there. I, I'm so surprised that they're just like, that's it. They're having their lunch. Like, they couldn't have just built, like, at least a tiny platform <laughs> for them to have lunch on. It's like, what are we doing? <laughs> they're just sitting on the steel beams. No yeah. big deal. Hanging. In off pants a too. They're always in pants and like a like a heavier jacket, right? It's like middle yeah. of summer, but they have pants on and like old no freaking no, no safety helmet. Wooden boots. <laughs> what freaks me out about those pictures, wooden boots. What <laughs> freaks me out about those pictures is the guy in the middle. Yeah. I don't know why I always think about that. If I'm on the edges, I'm like, ah, oh, it's okay, I can move around. Yeah. But if you're the fucking guy in the middle, you're stuck. You ain't going nowhere. Yeah, you have to wait for everyone to finish their damn lunch just to get out of there. Right. Yeah, yeah. I want to be the closest one in for sure. Oh, I'd like to be. Or just, yeah, if the... you fall over, you're not, you, like, what do you do, grab onto your buddy? You can't do that if you're in the middle. You can't really Ugh. grab anything. If you were to slip, you can, you're not going to take your buddy down with you. That'd be a dick move. You, sh- you shouldn't. That'd be a dick move. <laughs> Imagine falling with someone that just pulled you off. You'd be like, you piece of shit. Thanks a lot. Now my family are going to starve. They, they they said they only lost like five people building that. That's crazy. In a, 
in a and they built it in just over a year. That that bit to me didn't make any sense. Yeah. I can't yeah. understand how they could have built it that quick way back then. I mean, obviously they had cranes and stuff, but but yeah, incredible. Well, there's, there's just so many brutal jobs, dude. Mm, there sure are, buddy. So many brutal there jobs. sure are. There's a lot yeah. worse jobs than what we're doing. Uh, did you see that Fred Becky? So they they went into Fred Becky's. Um, there was a documentary about this climber that I actually watched, and Fred Becky is the ultimate dirtbag. I can't remember oh, yeah, what, yeah. why they started talking about it. Was it the Alpin? Oh, they were talking about the Alpinist because uh, that one gentleman died um, with the guy who did Free Solo. I can't think of his name right now. That that movie Free Solo. That movie was insane, where he just climbs up mountains yeah. without a rope. So his friend was in another uh, climbing movie, and they. Um, they died. He well, he one of them. Oh died, yeah, right? and the the ice climbing guys. Right. So that happened, but then but then, uh, Rogan starts talking about Fred Becky, and this guy was in his eighties. I think he's passed away now, but he would just climb every single day, no matter what. That's all he cared about. He would sleep outside, on the dirt, like without even like a sleeping bag or any sort of pad to sleep on. And this guy's like in his eighties, and he's still climbing. I mean. He had first descents all over the, the world. Wow. You know, and when they were first climbing, he was in like, you know, they had a little rope and not even backpacks, you know, it was just like a rope and like one little ice pick and they're climbing shit that, you know, to this day people haven't even climbed. It, it was, a, it was a very cool documentary, but it, I think the point of, of what Joe was talking about is this, this one track mind, right? And kind of with musicians, you have the same thing. You have to be so obsessed with something to get to that level. Right. And he, yeah. he ruined all of his friendships. He ruined all of his marriages. Like the guy basically ruined everything just for climbing, but it made him such a legend in the climbing world. Right. It's like, Oh, this guy is who you need to be. Right. He's the ultimate dirt bag. So it's, he has like some, this there's some incredible passion in that, that I think everybody respects, even if, right. You know, he did leave a trail of like damaged relationships in his wake. So many. And didn't really take care of himself, to be honest. Right. But there's something so beautiful about it. I mean, you need people like that. Do the you ultimate. do you relate to that a bit when you think of like the ski bums that you know, the people that were just all in for skiing and snowboarding? Absolutely. Absolutely. But this this guy is a whole nother level though. I mean, there's one thing to be into skiing and snowboarding and go every day. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life we're faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't always clear. I know that's happened to me on many occasions and it's very disconcerting. Whether you're dealing with a decision around a career, relationship or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life. So you can move forward with confidence and excitement. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I'm a big supporter of mental health therapy and going to therapy. I see a therapist, and it improves my life dramatically. If you're thinking of starting therapy, definitely get to BetterHelp's website and try them out. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash J-R-E-R today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com. H-E-L-P dot com slash J-R-E-R. But 
a lot of those people also are waking up late. You know, maybe they drank too much the night before. A lot of those, a lot of those guys are drinking too much too. This guy wasn't drinking too much. He was out there every day, early morning, rain or shine, didn't matter. Right? That's all he thought about. I mean, it's yeah. it's a it's a whole new level of of dedication to something like like an obsession to the point, like I said, where it ruins everything else in your life. It's kind of crazy. It's it's a it's a brilliant documentary. It is it is crazy. I mean, I don't recommend being like that. No. But also, also I I think we need people like that too. It's probably a difficult life though. It's probably hard, you know, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. Should we jump over? Either way, I think Zach is great. I think what he was really focusing on a lot is like, and what Joe was even bringing up with that is just like the passion mm-hmm. of men and that focus and dedication to something that's admirable and you know that kind of like focus in the direction of masculinity yeah. right i mean like we said zach's young and he's still finding out a lot about himself and in this new space of being very famous i think also knowing joe because joe's had 30 years of being famous and has got progressively more famous i think in a lot of ways he's probably a really good mentor so like these younger people coming up and being famous in in the sense of like how to keep your life on track, mm. you know, don't yep. get too ahead of yourself. Yep. And <clears throat> well, there was good. that. There was the last thing too. I think is worth mentioning um, because they were drinking Bud Light, so they had to you know throw that in there. And uh, oh yeah, yeah. You know, his sister. He was saying his. I don't know if it's his younger sister or older sister is gay and then has a transgender girlfriend. So that was interesting to hear, right? You think this country star, right? A lot of people listening to him probably hate Bud Light, you know, and he's getting hated on for probably a lot of the things he's saying because he just want. I just loved at the end where he's just like, dude, it's just about love. Like, I don't see that person any differently than anyone else in my life. I actually love this person wholeheartedly. That, that was cool to hear. And I think that's just yeah. a testament to his age too, right? They, the kids in their 20s just don't see it the way older fucking people do because they weren't around it. No doubt. And so that was cool. Yeah, that was cool exposure to hear. Exposure helps. It's not like everyone has a, a sister that is dating someone and, you know, you just more exposure with any types of bias usually minimize right. your frustration with it. Right. And good for him. It's like people yeah. are scared of what they don't see, which is so silly, right? Yeah, of course. Of course. They're just seeing it as like a cultural whole you know, without knowing any individuals. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff with that whole culture that is kind of frustrating, you know, but. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's good that people are open-minded. Fuck yeah, that's better way to be. Better way. Love one another. Let's jump over to Patrick. What what time are we at right now? We are at twenty-two minutes, amigo. All right. Okay. What do we got? Patrick Bet David. David. Yeah. This guy's a so he has a ginormous podcast. Made a lot of money selling an insurance company, and knows a lot about business and and also kind of like the politics. 
that go with it. Um, and, and now does a lot of interesting interviews. Uh, he had a really good one with Andrew Tate. Mm. Um, you know, I can't remember. Did he say that he, yeah, he met Tucker. Did he, did he have Tucker on his podcast? I don't know. I don't, I don't remember him telling, telling us if he did or not. I just remember him saying that Tucker should run for president. Right. And he had a good chance. Tucker was like nice to his family. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder. I don't think Tucker would do that. He must be making way more money not just talking about politics than he would ever make in politics. I guess I guess that's probably a lie because all the presidents get super rich when they get out of office. So, well, there was talk yeah. about that about Biden stepping down. He's going to have a Simon Schuster book ready waiting for him. That's probably that'll make 30 million dollars, you know. Yeah, no just doubt. to have some sort of autobiography or written about him and yeah. step down, but then what do you do with Kamala? Like does that just mean she runs the show because I, I don't know how uh, how people Surely are going to feel he's about gonna that. He's going to hang in there until the election's over, but he can't run again. It's a scary it thought. It just doesn't make sense. Well, or yeah, that is. And also another thought that I don't really like is the idea of Gavin Newsom stepping up. Hmm. I mean, you know, I lived in L.A. while he was there during the pandemic, and I saw what things he was enacting. I don't like that guy at all. Hmm. I, I don't know much about him. Yeah, too liberal, sucks. way too liberal. That's what you need to know. Yeah, yeah, super liberal guy. Yeah, and and yeah, well, doesn't represent what I believe a good Democrat should be. But he might be the most popular option. I bet you he you is, know? man. I bet you he is. Well, Patrick said he went on Hannity on Fox and like held his own. That's hard to do. Mm-hmm. So he's obviously a quote unquote good politician, but what does that mean these days? It doesn't really, a good politician today is just someone that can get votes yeah. and represents himself. And it doesn't mean that he's representing the people well. True. And, and does it even matter? I mean, they, they also went to the, a lot of talk about once you're in office, what even happens? You know, it's, it's, uh, it's the reason why I think people like Trump so much, right? Because he wasn't a, a real politician, even though he's a scumbag in my mind. He still wasn't a real politician, and so he didn't yeah, and know Gavin the rules. Is. Yeah. So I, you know, he's he's a you know an industry man, if you can say it that way. There you go. But like he he had just play by whatever the rules are, and you know, in a lot of ways, I don't. I I'd way rather see RFK in there. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would too, just because it's so much different and it's going to mix things up. But let's be honest, man, he's got nothing on Bernie Sanders, and we couldn't even get Bernie in office. So it's a good point. Sorry, guys, they're gonna take down whoever they can, and they're gonna, they're gonna do what they've always done. They're gonna pick their person, and they're just gonna keep the puppet in there. And let's be honest, we can talk about it. Democrats are very good at doing that. Let's be honest. Yeah, everybody is. I think the best party at orchestrating who we get to pick regardless of who we really want they pick who they want exactly we saw it with hill dog you know nobody wanted hill dog bernie would have beat nobody bernie would have beat trump all day long i don't care any haters out there no way would have trump would have beat bernie in my mind no way he had the kids vote just like obama how do you think Mm -hmm. obama won in 2008 and 2012 it was it was the kids vote it was the 18 to 20 or 18 to 30 year olds that brought him into office, dude. Bernie would have been the same. Absolutely. With Obama. Totally dude. Remember, remember the, 
the just rush of of young people getting into politics when Obama was in office or when he was running. Mm-hmm. I do. I had never been yeah. into pol- politics before in my life until that. Really, I got really excited about it. I remember driving to California from Montana to help campaign for Obama. I can't believe I did that. Wow. I was sto- I was stoked. You know, and I was young at the time. I was like 25. He had a lot of good energy. It really did feel like that whole change thing. Like he'd yeah. change everything and mix it up and it would be what fixes things and and he's a good and, yeah. statesman, right? But he still was just a good talker. That like did really mm-hmm. did much change. I mean, he still what had more drone strikes than any other president. I mean, that's the shit that scares me because I thought he was a trustworthy guy, right? But it's still it's the same thing. It's smoke and mirrors, no matter who's up, who's in there. And again, well, I think I think it gets progressively higher each president. So right. I'm pretty sure Trump out droned uh, Obama and probably Biden's out droning Trump. No, I don't think Trump did. Expanding. I don't think Trump. No, no, I don't think Trump did a bunch. No, I, that was the one, that was the one thing that I liked about Donnie is that he wasn't all about war and and drone and whatever else that we're doing behind the scenes that we don't know about, right? Yeah. So I think, you know, the what Rogan says over and over and over again, we've got to get someone in there who doesn't take money from special interests and doesn't just play with the system. But how do you do that? I don't know. RFK obviously doesn't, you know, isn't ruled by the system. But again, that's going to make him not win because people are scared of that. I mean, this poor guy, both his uncle and his dad were assassinated by questionably our own government. We don't know. But what did, what did uh, Patrick say, that 67% of people now think that our government had something to do with JFK's assassination? That's crazy, dude. That's a high yeah. number. And now well, I mean, saying, especially when, when Tucker is on Fox, like straight out accusing the CIA of killing JFK. Oh, you know that's I mean, why he got holy fired. shit. That's why he got fired, right? I mean, there had to be why he got fired. They don't say that, but... I'm sure it didn't help. And now, you, and, know. you know, to think that Fauci, you know, you, you look at the history behind that AIDS med- medicine that he um, was using. What was that called? AFT or a- ATF? I don't remember. Alcohol, fire, yeah, whatever tobacco. That was. <laughs> <laughs> no, AZT. Yeah. AZT. I've got it in my notes. Okay. So it was way more expensive, right? This is back in the AIDS pandemic was going on. Right, HIV, everyone had HIV. Everyone's freaking out, and there was talk. I remember when the Plandemic movie came out on YouTube, and I heard of, that was the first time I had heard about that. You remember the Plandemic when it first came out? How powerful that was! Mm-hmm. And that gal used to work with Fauci, and I remember thinking that was the first time I started questioning stuff just a little bit. I was like, wait a second. This and I think a lot of that one was debunked, but it, it does bring yeah. up some interesting questions. But it talked about that AZT medicine, and, and I, I don't know enough about it, but what Joe is saying is that it, it would jack up the price, right? Everyone ended up taking it and then dying. Like, it didn't help them, right? And, 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 and you look at what happened with this emergency authorization, emergency use authorization, they had to debunk all the stuff, even though, you know, it seemed to work for a lot of people. I don't know enough about it, but the guy got a freaking what a Nobel Peace Prize for inventing ivermectin. So it's got to do something, right? It gets rid of all this bacteria in your in your blood, right? It's used for malaria, right? 
Yeah, I thought that ivermectin was more for viruses. Oh, oh no, no, that was like the, that's the heart, that's the dewormer stuff. But it still it gets rid of everything in your body. Like it just yeah, it clears you out like a like a. Um, there was like certainly an, other amoxicillin, right? Than just the vaccine, but they needed that um, emergency use authorization, and right. you can't enact that if you acknowledge that there's any other medication that works. Exactly. And that's bullshit because there was other medication that probably worked better. And yeah, I mean, are we going to come out and people start realizing that? I don't know. I don't know. But it's... It, well, it talking seems about things like that are would. fucked up along those lines, what about the fact that um, BlackRock oh, and those other... And Vanguard. Like one or two other... Yeah. Vanguard, Vanguard. and uh, Statesman. Is that the other one? I think so. Uh, so State th- Street. Like, State Street. Oh, yeah. So they're like the highest, biggest stockholders in like 88% of like... 88% the of... S&P 500 yep, top traded share, stocks. Top shareholders, yep. It, it seems like that is definitely a problem. Like Absolutely. Like, who is running those things? I mean, our, what was that guy's name? Larry Fink. Dude, I, I mean, look, BlackRock, is is BlackRock not getting all of the, are they the new uh, Halliburton? Is that, that's the new, pretty much the new Halliburton, right? I think so, yeah. Let they me just look this up. definitely have defense contracts. Because they have all the defense contracts. Yep. BlackRock Inc. is an American multinational investment company based in New York, founded in 88, initially as an enterprise risk management. BlackRock is the world's largest asset manager with $8.59 trillion in assets. What? $8.59 trillion. Not billion, folks. Yeah, Larry is Fink is the mental. founder. It's just mental. You know that these guys have more power than anyone else in our government. They're, they have to be in cahoots. I mean, if they're getting all the defense contracts, right? Yeah. It's the same I'm thing sure, that happened with Halliburton. I'm sure if Larry Fink calls the president, the president could be in the middle of taking a shit, and he <laughs> snips that bitch off to get to that phone. Well, that's a like, good, some good of these people are that powerful, for sure. Oh, um, God. You know, I would imagine George Soros is up there, too. I mean, these giant donors, it's like they make or break who goes in and becomes president. I think it's just the, the, the like the illusion that the the U.S. president is the most powerful man in the no, world. It's definitely like no not. chance, dude. Definitely there not. are people behind the scenes for sure. Largest company of its kind in the world. Yep. Wow. Imagine if they bought Spotify and then they were just like, Joe, you need to uh, be pro BlackRock. Otherwise, we're going to shut you down. Yeah, it says the company's U.S. Aerospace and Defense Fund has billions of dollars invested in major weapons contractors like Lockheed Martin, Raytheon, Boeing, General Dynamics, and Northrop Grumman. I haven't heard of that one. These firms are the top recipients of Pentagon contracts, splitting $100 billion in our tax dollars among them. That was in 2017. So you know that's probably tripled. Yeah. Well, Northrop Grumman is is a very... I had an ex-girlfriend that works there. Um, that's a huge defense contract company. I think they make fighter jets and missiles and nuclear stuff like bombs. That. It says which uh, aims to create a let's see 1.2 trillion in nuclear weapons buildup, which aims to create a new generation of nuclear bombers. 
Northrop Grumman. And then we've got ballist, ballistic missile submarines by General Dynamics, nuclear warheads by Honeywell and Bechtel, submarine launch ballistic missiles. I mean, it's, it goes on and on. Lockheed Martin obviously is a huge defense contract supplier, mm-hmm. right? And you just yeah. you look at this, and this is the stuff that people aren't talking about enough. And that's what I love about that was my favorite part about this conversation, and it came right at the end because that is the real stuff that's happening. And you look at, you know, 88% of the t- for top Fortune 500 are owned by these four companies. I mean, they're just running the, they're running the world. Yeah. And yet we sit here and bitch about trans people. Who gives a flying fuck? Let's talk about how the world is owned by three companies. Yeah, that basically. are in cahoots with with most governments and definitely ours. What did they say about Ukraine? Like we've sent more money there than than I think Russia spent on their military last year. Ugh, that's insane. Right? Yeah, clearly there's an agenda there, right? Who's making the money, baby? Right. What is the real plan? Hmm. It's and... pretty crazy. A lot of questions up there, and that's what I liked about Patrick. He's asking a lot of questions, right? I appreciate I'm that. I'm kind of amazed, really, that, that even, you know, obviously they're in the world of podcasting, right? So it's much harder to regulate that. Mm-hmm. But you still have hosting sites. You still have advertisers. You still have, you know, people that, in a sense, they have to answer to, to right. some degree. Right. They're right. not completely free to say whatever. How long before, you know, the powers that be get their dirty claws into these free speakers? I mean, hmm. can, you know, do we finish out this generation and then by the next generation they're like, oh, we need to control this? I mean, surely to a lot of people, Rogan is already seen as like a, just something that needs to be managed. Oh, you know, absolutely. Whether it's a threat or not, it's like people probably think that because he's just so popular. And a lot right. of these podcasts are getting that way. Yeah, and, you know, I, I have heard a lot, at least from my my brother, who I've brought up a few times on this pod, but, you know, I think people on the left tend to forget that Rogan is a pretty freaking liberal dude, right, because of the people he has on. And I always try to defend him, like... No, he's just bringing on people. Have an open mind. He's not saying what's right or wrong. He's just having people on that have opinions about things. But in their mm-hmm. mind, it's dangerous, right? If it's somebody who's, you know, maybe they don't agree with or maybe they think isn't telling the right things. Like, I would I would think that a lot of people on the left don't wouldn't like this Patrick guy, right? Patrick Bad David. I thought he was very personable, just you know, good speaker, obviously has a lot of opinions about things, but he seems like a guy who just wants to get at the truth. And that's what I love about Rogan. And that's what I, how I always try to defend him, right? It's like, he's just a dude who wants to speak the truth. Yeah. And, and the let problem the truth is, though, it's the ideologues in each party. You can, even if you question one thing that the party that you love um, is saying, they just throw you in the category of, oh, you're on the other side then. Right. Like, you must be, you know, a liberal. Or you must be a conservative. And it's like, maybe I'm just a person that asks questions. Yeah. Maybe I don't want to just believe anything that I'm fed. And I'm like, you know what? I don't care for what is this is. And maybe like, we should all be talking about how our defense contract is getting run by 
companies that are have the most money in the world. What did what did we just say? Six point five trillion, five point six trillion in assets. Dude, it's like these numbers are so big, people don't even think about it. No, it's like when we were sending billions over to um, uh, Ukraine. It was like, yeah, we just sent six billion, and now we're sending five billion, and everyone's like, well, we got to, we got to protect them, and say, and maybe we do. I don't know. I'm too dumb to know. But I'm like, hold the phone here with these numbers. It's like we're not talking much. about fifty million dollars. This is an insane amount of money. Like, what is this costing everyone in the U.S.? Like five grand? Where are yeah. you getting this money from? Right, right. Pretty crazy. They're man. like, also, you can't buy houses now because they're too expensive. Yeah. I'm like, oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. Good it job. It is nuts. It is nuts. That seven percent interest so, rate will get you. Yeah. What did you think about like all the pressure for him to have or Joe to have Trump on? I mean, look, obviously, I have... it would be probably one of the biggest podcasts ever. Joe doesn't really give a fuck about that because it's all about whether he wants to talk to the person or not. Right. I'm sure um, Trump would go on that. You know, I'm sure he would. He loves to do that. He likes to go on podcasts. Podcasts blow up when he's on there and he knows it. And this is a platform where it can't get taken down. Like Spotify is not going to take down a conversation with Donald Trump. For sure. No, absolutely So not. it's, well, but every time Trump talks on another podcast that is on YouTube, they take it down. Mm. They literally just ban them all. Mm. Um, Part of the system, baby. But yeah, Patrick really wanted him to, Joe, to talk to Trump. I mean, it was, he, he almost had to take a step back and apologize to Joe <laughs> a bunch of so, times. It was getting pretty he weird. Said it there so for many a times. Remember Joe, Joe at the end, or e- even towards the middle. Dude, is that the only reason you came on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I didn't realize he's had some con artists. He said that he had one recently. I wonder who it was. But Joe had some con artists on the on his show and didn't didn't uh, publish it. He said it right at the end there, towards the oh, end. Oh, that was interesting. I would yeah. love to hear those. I wonder who he had on. I know. You think it was the Liver he King? He said it was recent. He said it was recent. But yeah, the Liver King, that would make sense. Nah, he's 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 been, he knew that guy was full of shit for a long time. But I would like to know who it was. Yeah. I wonder if there's a way of, of figuring out. Because I would imagine if if a person went on Rogan, they would then afterwards announce it on their Instagram or social media. Yeah. And probably put that picture of him and Rogan together, you know, up. And that often happens before the episode comes out. Yeah. So it's like, so when did figure, they find out? Figure it out. So there might, if anyone out there is like good at searching <laughs> shit, if you could figure <laughs> out who Rogan probably had on but didn't post it, send us an email. The email's in the bio. We would love to hear. Love you that. know, and if you're just bored and you got nothing to do next week, uh, maybe just um, spend some time trying to figure that out. We'd appreciate it. We'll probably we'll probably get a prize for you or something. Love that. All right, is that about the time for us? I think so, buddy. Uh, maybe a quick thing about Brian Callen. I mean, I I think Brian Callen's legit. He's awesome. I, I he's I, always fun. It was fun. Yeah, talking Brian, about- stop trying to get Brendan Sharp to fight <laughs> again. That's ridiculous. Uh, but keep taking You're shrooms. Lunatic. Keep taking shrooms on stage. I'll end with that. Good job, Brian. That's it.
All right. Thanks, guys. As always, appreciate it, Todd. And we will talk to y'all next week. All right. Peace out.